You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 122. Knowing the action that you want your audience to take after visiting a blog post is one of the keys to whether or not they will stick around to browse more of your website or they will bounce back to Google and forget about your site. Defining that next best step takes understanding both the search intent of your readers and being able to define your ideal audience. So stay tuned to learn more about how you can strategically define this next best step for your organic search audience. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode this week. I am just super excited that you are tuning in and I'm really excited about these episodes that I have been sharing lately and just the direction of the content that we've been talking about and I hope that you are really enjoying them as well. Now, if you're brand new to the podcast, thank you so much for checking this out and I hope that you can definitely take some little nuggets away from this episode and hopefully implement them into your site to see some traction and to better engage the readers that are coming to your website. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the CEO and founder of Grace and Vine Studios. And over there, we specialize in creating custom websites and brands for food bloggers who are really looking to take their business to the next level. They are usually looking to better define their audience and better serve their audience by really taking their website from being just a food blog and turning it into a cohesive, niched down resource for their ideal audience. Now, as always, if you are ever interested in how we work with clients or understanding the different options that we have or the timelines, you can head over to graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab to learn more or to book a call to chat and see if it's a good fit for both of us to work together. And we have very limited openings for the rest of the summer, but we do have some for our designer for a day and our branding packages. So if that's what you're looking for, please reach out as soon as possible so we can get you on the schedule. And if you are looking to fully redo your website with a custom website package with us, we are booking for websites that will start in the fall and launch in early 2023. So please reach out if that is you and you want to get more information and to get on our schedule because our openings will be limited for the fall as well. I just like to share that because I know it is frustrating when you want to work with somebody and then you have to be on a long waiting list. And so I just like to keep reminding you guys about that because I know you guys are planning ahead and you're trying to figure out when a redesign will fit into your schedule. So I hope you will keep all of that in mind as you consider whether or not working together this year is a good fit or as you start to plan for next year because that will be here sooner than we can imagine. So let's dive into this episode and talk about why you need to define the next best step for your organic audience. Now, this was a topic that came up when I spoke at a retreat a few weeks ago with a bunch of bloggers, and we kind of dove into this conversation around user experience and really understanding what it is that your reader wants from you. Now, I have said this multiple times on the podcast, but it is really, really important and crucial that we start to understand that our readers are not coming to our websites for more recipes. They are, yes, looking for a recipe, but that is not the only thing that they need, and there is a deeper need behind why they are searching. Readers are not just browsing the internet for recipes like they used to. If they wanted to browse for recipes, they would just pick up a cookbook or a magazine. 
So as we start to think about really understanding search intent, we have to understand what the deeper reason is that somebody is searching for something on your website or a recipe on your site. For example, they might be looking for a recipe that uses a specific ingredient that they have on hand that fits within a diet or a lifestyle, or it is something that has a time constraint that they have and they need a recipe to fit within. Whatever the reason is, it is something more than just I need a recipe, I'm going to go search on Google. There is another reason behind the search intent itself. And the more we can understand that, the more we can curate an experience on our website that will help that person along in their journey. So really peel back the layer and think about why someone would be searching for that recipe in the first place. This is not something that is going to be front and center and obvious when it comes to your audience. It's something that you are going to have to kind of extrapolate from what you know about your audience. Now you might have super fans that you could ask and you could talk to about why they are needing a specific recipe or what draws them to your site. But for the most part, you're going to have to sort of connect the pieces and connect the dots here. We talked about a few weeks ago how you can get to know your audience and the tools that you can use to get to know your audience. And I talked about making strategic connections between the content that you see that is doing well on your site and what you know about your audience. And this definitely comes into play when we talk about search intent. Another example might be that you know your audience is made up of a bunch of moms with young children. And so you might assume that they need a quick dinner before soccer practice, or maybe your audience is newly gluten-free or they have someone in their family who's newly gluten-free and they're looking for a recipe to celebrate the first birthday of a child who in the past has been able to have gluten and now can't. And it may be helpful to kind of isolate different scenarios where it might lead someone to search whatever recipe it is on your site and kind of put your ideal audience into different buckets. So maybe you have the young mom who's looking for one reason. Maybe you have a busy professional who's looking for another reason. This may help you to start to see that your ideal audience is a little too broad and you may need to start narrowing in on who your ideal audience is. So once we kind of start to understand the search intent behind why people are searching or some potential reasons that somebody might be searching for this recipe, it's important and it's time to start defining who your ideal audience is. Now you are always going to have multiple different audiences that are coming to your website. It's going to be very unlikely that you just have one person who is coming to your site and nobody else. But what we wanna do here is define who you want your ideal audience to be. This is the audience that you can help the most. So if you think about your audience as a big circle, everyone who comes to your website fits in this big circle. And then within that big circle, you have a smaller circle of the ideal people who are almost like your dream audience members who you know if you were able to just reach them, you could really change their life and you could help them with whatever it is that their journey is. You're always gonna have people that fall in different buckets. You'll have people who are more beginner, more advanced than that ideal person, but it's important to recognize who the ideal person is and which journey or which part of their journey that they're on so that you can get really specific about their next best step, which we're going to talk about here in a second. So let me give you a couple of examples of how connecting this idea of search intent connects with your ideal audience and how it's going to impact the way that you define that next best step for them. This was an example I gave at the blogger retreat that I was at a few weeks ago, and I was on the topic of grilling because I had just done a series of grilling recipes on my food blog. But let's imagine that you have a reader who is searching for how to grill pork tenderloin. 
Once they search that on Google or Pinterest, they're most likely going to land on a blog post with a pork tenderloin recipe. But let's go that layer deeper and figure out what was their search intent. So again, the obvious search intent, the obvious reason that they were looking for this is that they needed a recipe, right? But beyond that, we wanna think about who the person is and how that would affect the different reasons that they are searching. So here are some less obvious reasons that someone might be searching for a grilled pork tenderloin recipe. And I want you to really listen to, as I'm explaining these different options, how different these people are. And then we'll talk about the next best steps for each of these people in another minute. The first person, maybe they are brand new to grilling. They just got a grill, let's say for Father's Day, and they are needing all of the different tips of how to use their grill, including how to even turn their grill on. The next person maybe has never grilled pork tenderloin before, but they're a little bit more experienced in grilling in general. They've just never used this particular cut of meat on the grill. And then the last person is someone who grills often, but they are always looking for new and exciting grilling recipes. And so they happen to have a pork tenderloin in the fridge. So they decided to search for grilled pork tenderloin recipes and landed on this one in particular. In this example, we kind of have a beginner, an intermediate, and advanced person. That's not always going to be the case depending on what your type of content is, but it can sometimes be helpful to think about your ideal audience in this way in terms of their skill level when it comes to the type of recipes that you share. So when you think about these three different type of people, you might find that you are aligning more towards one of them and really feel like that's the person that you can help the most. Maybe you yourself feel like you are a grilling expert, but you don't feel like you could share grilling tips for somebody who's at that expert level. And you really wanna help somebody who's more at the intermediate or the beginner level. Whichever person it is, or whichever person you feel like best describes who you can help, that's who we wanna focus in on when we start to talk about the best next step. And based on that person and based on what you know about them, you're going to be able to curate that next best step for them because of that understanding of what they were searching in the first place. If we stopped at just thinking, oh, my person was just searching for a recipe, you've completed your job when they have reached the recipe and there's really no other step for them because they were looking for a recipe and they found a recipe. But when you understand that they need something deeper than that, you can help them beyond just that one search result that they're getting. And the more that you can curate your website around this idea, the better you're going to be able to isolate those people when they come to your site and capture them to be a part of your audience, whether that's through your email list or through browsing your site more. Whatever it is that your goal is for that person, you're going to be able to do that much more effectively when you understand who they are in the first place. So let's shift into thinking about the next best step for your audience now that you understand who your audience is and what their search intent was. The first thing to remember is that this audience is likely brand new to your site. When we're talking about an organic audience, this is usually their first experience with your website and with your brand. So if your site does not catch their attention, if they don't feel like they are in the right place and that you can support them, they are likely to just close their window or go back to Google or just move on completely. When you think about the action that you want someone to take on your website, it usually doesn't end at just making your recipe because yes, you want them to make your recipe and enjoy it, but you want them to come back to your website or you want them to subscribe to your email list or view other posts on your website. If you wanted them, again, to just create the recipe and never come back again, we would all just have a desire to grow our organic audience and never really be growing the insider audience, the connected people, the raving fans that can really support us and help us to grow our blogs. 
So just as a side tip, we talk about this often, but when it comes to the next best step, you have to first understand they are looking for the recipe. They do want to get there first. So make sure that your recipe card is easy to find. If your recipe card blends into the rest of your content, it's going to make it really hard for somebody to find it, especially if you do not have a jump to recipe button. And again, this is what they're most interested in. The secondary reason that they're coming to your site is what we're gonna hook them with next. Next, we're going to define that next best step for your reader so that they can take action. So again, they've come to the recipe itself and now we want them to do something else. So there's a lot of different things that we can do as a next step for our audience. We can suggest a different blog post or multiple blog posts that we think that they should read next. This is most commonly known as a related post section. We might wanna display a freebie that is really well connected to the pain point that they have and why they were searching in the first place. Maybe we want to serve a relevant pop-up to get them to subscribe to our email list. Now, let me give you a few examples based on that concept or that recipe of grilling pork tenderloin. So in the example of the person who was brand new to grilling and needed all of the tips, including turning on their grill, the next best step for them is to point them to a blog post that is a grilling 101 type of blog post. It's going to be more of a resource that's really going to help them to get started with grilling. For the person who is more intermediate and has just never grilled this particular type of meat before, make sure that your blog post includes all of the tips about how to grill the meat without drying it out. Understand that maybe they have never made this type of meat before and they're nervous about it drying out. So you're gonna include those tips right in the blog post. And as a bonus, you can add into your recipe card notes that you have included helpful tips about those things throughout your blog post. Now remember to use Gutenberg blocks to help this content stand out. You can also suggest other grilling posts, maybe a grilling cookbook that you have, or use affiliate links to showcase your best grilling tools, or even a resource blog post that you have with a roundup of all of your best grilling tools. For the person who grills often and is kind of in that advanced category, the next best step for them might be a pop-up with an email series or a freebie that's related to grilling. Now, ideally, this is gonna be specific to just your grilling content that you have. This is not going to be a generic pop-up or freebie. For example, as I was doing research for this particular blog post, I landed on a recipe that was a grilling recipe but had a smoothie email series that was popping up. Those two things are really not connected in any way other than maybe the fact that it's summer recipes and it would have been much more strategic and intentional to have a grilling freebie or a pop-up that would help them to take that next step. So you can see how understanding the person behind the search or even just the search intent really helps you to define that next best step and it completely changes what you're going to suggest. Because for the person who is a complete beginner, a grilling cookbook with advanced techniques is not going to be the best fit. Just in the same way that the advanced grill master is not going to want to go to a grilling 101 type of blog post. In serving the wrong thing to the right person, you are missing the opportunity to connect the dots for them and for them to see that they are in the right place and that you are an expert who can really help them with what they are trying to achieve. So depending on what your next best step is, you can put this in a couple of different places, but the biggest thing to remember is that they are trying to get to your recipe card. So the closest that you can put it to the recipe card, the better. You want to also make sure to showcase it in a few different places. So you might have it in your sidebar, which is going to be only desktop, but it's still going to have a high conversion for those people who are on desktop. 
Again, using a pop-up is a really great way to do this, especially when you can do it strategically and it's well connected and well tied into the content that someone is searching for in the first place. And then lastly, using Gutenberg blocks to help that content stand out, to do the same thing that you're doing with your recipe card where you are helping it to stand out from just the regular text. And it's also going to help you train your return readers to look for those helpful tips and that next best step for them. So I hope that you have been able to see why it is so important that we can define that next best step for our audience and the things that you might need to work on discovering before you're able to really define that next best step. Now, like I mentioned, we have another episode that we did last week that was all about the tools that you need to truly get to know your audience. So I would highly recommend going back to that episode if you are feeling like, yes, I would love to define the next best step for my readers, but I'm not quite sure how to know why they're searching for what they're searching for. Go back to that episode and listen to some of those tools that will help you to dive more into who your audience is and what they need from you. And then I would love to hear your feedback on this episode and hear how you are going to start curating the next best step for your readers. You can do that by sending me an email or by connecting with me over on Instagram at Grace and Vine. And just a reminder for you guys, we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast updates through my email list. This is really going to help you guys to stay connected with what we're doing over the summer. We have an exciting new email series that's going to be coming out this summer that's going to be all about how to get your blog ready for the end of the year. And I'm really excited about this series that's going to walk you step by step through some things that you need to be doing to keep your blog running in the best shape that it can and getting it ready for the biggest part of the year, but doing it long before, you know, the start of quarter four, which is when a lot of us start to think about these things. So we'll have the link in the show notes for the podcast updates and you can go and subscribe there and just make sure that you are getting our emails so that you will get all of those exciting tips right to your inbox. So like I said, I hope this episode was super helpful and I can't wait to hear your takeaways until next week, friends. I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.